Not a bad day. The weather continues to bring us fairly mild temperatures, plus temperatures throughout the province again today. Wind is supposed to pick up, so that that always makes it feel a little colder than it actually is. But for the most part, sunny and fairly nice, not just today, but through the weekend for much of central and southern Saskatchewan. We talked about uh, teachers off the start of the show. I appreciate everyone that weighed in with calls and texts. We absolutely no way we could get to all of them. In fact, the text line is absolutely jammed when we're talking about violence and the escalating violence that's happening in schools. We'll revisit it a couple of times through the show. Uh, But uh, again, I appreciate it. And don't forget, uh, STF has just released what they are now focused on in terms of the next job action they've got planned, which is for Monday. So the return to school after the February break, teachers withdrawing all extracurricular activity work that they do province-wide, everything, sports, drama, you name it. If it's extracurricular and the teachers are involved, they are withdrawing service for one full day. And they're also withdrawing lunch hour supervision in five different school divisions. You can uh, check that out on the STF website to see Uh, whether or not you're impacted by that decision. Well, every day when we're putting together this show, there's a lot of research that goes into it, a lot of reading, a lot of planning. The Globe and Mail is is one of my go-tos for sure. And anytime I'm reading through the Globe and I see something written by Todd Hirsch, I read it. I love what this columnist writes. I think he's he hits the nail on the head every time. And he's had a couple of columns here recently where I said, let's get Todd on the show. And guess what? Todd Hirsch from the Globe and Mail joins us today, economist, author, public speaker, and here on the show. Todd, thanks for taking the call. Thanks for having me, Evan. Great to be here. So I want to start with, there's an article here where you're talking about, you know, does anyone actually care about the economy anymore? Which drew me in, caused me to read through the article. And I think you have a brilliant description of what the economy is. And then we get into what it isn't. But Maybe walk us through what, you know, your view of what the actual economy is, economics 101. What is that? Yeah. Well, I'm going to sort of paraphrase from the article because in the article, I really did want to try to boil down into very simple, very short, concise statement. You know, what is the economy when we talk about that? And I boiled it down to this. The economy, it describes how we organize ourselves around our material wants and needs. It's about how businesses invent a better mousetrap, and it's about how workers contribute and benefit from our talents. That's really all it comes down to. Everything else that we talk about is sort of peripheral to that. And in Canada, we have a market-based economy with a lot of guardrails, you know, for good reasons. Um, But that's how I boil down what the economy is. The business mousetrap analogy is, to me, poignant because I, it just, it, it right away, it illustrates exactly. I mean, business in, in not in a bad way, but business is about yeah. finding ways to get you through the doors and to yeah. buy into whatever the product is that they're selling. That's, that is it. And constantly improving it. And if right. you're not constantly improving it or finding a better product or a better way to deliver it, a more efficient way, you know, then the competition is going to beat you out. That's the way the game works. Todd Hirsch is my guest, economist, author, public speaker, a columnist for the Globe and Mail. So why do you think, Todd, that our belief and our interest in the economy is slipping off course? It's so interesting, and this is not unique to Canada. This is happening sort of everywhere in in liberal democracies like Canada. But 
we're get, we're being and I don't want to use the word sidetracked because you know these other issues that we talk about are also enormously important but we're talking these days more about political and social and cultural issues we are talking a lot about the environment we're talking a lot about safety of you know especially kids in school we're just listening to your newscast you know this is happening everywhere the safety of kids in 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 our schools um we're talking about transgender kids and and rights of lgbtq and these issues are enormously important please nobody email me and tell me that they're not because they are it's just that in the 21st century we are 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 um conversations our political and and social conversations and our media conversations are becoming dominated by these issues and what is being pushed to the side and we've got to figure this out what's being pushed to the side is you know sort of educating people around what the economy needs how do we build a good economy maybe more emphasis at the political level about what are we actually doing for the economy without losing sight of those other cultural and social issues which i said are important can we do both but i do worry a little bit about you know politicians across the country no one's really talking about the economy they think they are but they're really not a good example is the housing crisis in canada this is a social issue uh if people don't have somewhere to live they end up on the street and then life spirals downwards pretty quickly for them after that it is a social issue kind of masquerading as an economic issue and it's a complex issue i don't want to you know make it sound like it's simple but it is something that the market in canada has not kept up with we don't have enough supply in the market complicated reasons for why that is happening too um we don't have enough supply of public housing so a long story but you know basically the the housing crisis is a good example of something that maybe sounds like an economic issue but it really is more of a social and a political issue Todd Hirsch is my guest this morning a columnist with the Globe and Mail a great article in the Globe that we're referring to so you know I I then read with interest the things that you note that actually affect the viability of tomorrow's economy that are being ignored ignored and and yeah. you know one example quality of education which is something yeah. that we're we're talking about all the time here it and again we're being steered off the course of of basic economic principles and focused more on ideology when really some of the things that we should be talking about maybe they're less sexy and and interesting to talk about but they're important pillars of our economy Exactly. I mean if if politicians across the country spend as much time worrying about the curriculum and getting practical skills into the hands and the heads of students, both K to 12 and post secondary, if they spend as much time doing that as they did, you know, arguing about washroom usage for transgender kids and you know, also an important issue. But I don't hear much conversation at the political level about how are we actually improving the education itself. Safety in schools absolutely necessary, but can we also be talking about what practical skills do students need when they leave grade 12 or when they leave university or a polytechnic? What are the practical skills that they need in the 21st century? We used to talk about this, but In the last 10 years or so I just don't really hear a lot of people talking about it not at the political level. You you also go on to note things like innovation, trade, capital investment. Yeah. These are these are productivity 
are are yeah. essential pillars to the economy. Yeah, and every economist will agree. You know, it really, if we look at the economy, it boils down to how productive are we as Canadians. And that doesn't mean working harder and working longer. It really means maybe working less but producing more. So can we, uh, you know, at the political level, can we understand what does Canada need to become a more productive economy? How can maybe governments offer incentives for more research and development, for more investment in, in, in capital equipment and capital stock, the kinds of things, you know, getting tools into the hands of the workers that are going to make us more productive and more competitive. Again, we used to talk about this a lot, but the last 10, 15 years, we really seem to be, and again, sidetracked isn't the right word, but we really seem to be more involved in the social, political, cultural uh, conversations and less about, you know, these hardcore economic things like productivity. Talking with economist Todd Hirsch. So recently we heard inflation is actually slowing in Canada, which is some good news. We often talk about affordability when we're talking about inflation. How do you see affordability and the economy interplay in these discussions? Yeah, well, if there is one economic issue that, you know, does has been bubbling to the, the, the surface, it is the whole issue of inflation and affordability. And that, you know, kind of truly is, and what the Bank of Canada is doing. This is truly an economic sort of topic. And obviously, because so many Canadians over the last two years have have um, experienced inflation, it is causing an affordability crisis. Uh, but my, my last piece in the Globe was, you know, even though inflation is back down now, at least for one month, close to, you know, that 2% target, it's at least in the range of where the Bank of Canada would like to see it. I don't think Canadians believe the crisis is over. And it's because prices haven't come back down. It's just that they're rising now at a slower rate. So I would expect that this whole conversation about affordability is going to dominate um, a, a lot of uh, political debates. We hear this in, in political discourse. Anybody in opposition, and I'm sure it's the same in Saskatchewan, any province, the federal opposition, you know, all you need to do is talk about the affordability crisis and that is going to get you some political points because it's something that really does resonate with a lot of Canadian households. Todd Hirsch, my guest, I've only got time for a couple more questions, and one of them kind of lends itself to what you were just saying. More of a statement than anything, but politicians, of course, tend to stoke the fires of the their base, right? Their, their, their yeah. base voters. And so it seems to me, maybe I'll, I'll make the statement, you can react to it. It's less sexy, it's less... Um, you know, engaging to talk about research and development or trade yeah. when you can talk about something that has ideology locked to it and stirs emotion in the person that's hearing the message. Is that that's part of the problem? Well, I think you've really put, you know, hit the nail on the head with that. And maybe this is, again, where we're at in, in our culture, in our politics. Again, Canada's not alone. Uh, we're more divisive. Um, politicians want to stir up that, you know, that that anger or that, um, you know, passion in people. And yeah, it's easier to get people divided and passionate about, you know, even gender washroom use than it is about let's design a really good tax credit for research and development. That is not something that's going to get people um, divided and riled up and attending rallies. And 
And again, maybe it's unfortunate, but this is where politics is in 2024. And I think we need to pay attention. Is this really the road that that we need to be going down or should be going down? Todd Hirsch, as we wrap things up here, you have uh, basically a section of your, your article here where you say, okay, so what needs to happen? You've got three points in a short, succinct uh, answer. Can you give me those three points and where we need to, to go to get through this? Well, I think one of the things we need to do is understand that, um, you know, government can't solve every problem, especially some of the social and cultural problems. Uh, I think it's maybe a bit of a knee-jerk reaction in Canada. A lot of times we, we ask government to solve all these problems. That's a recipe for failure, not because governments are, you know, bad or they're incompetent, but in a lot of ways, they're ill-equipped to solve some of these problems, some of these social and cultural problems. We need to figure out as citizens ourselves in community and kindness with each other, rather than asking for governments to legislate. So I think that's one thing we need to do. Another thing we need to do, and I don't know if I talked about this in the article too much, but I would really love to see more economic education, sort of at the high school level, maybe at the university level. I know there's economics courses at university, but they tend to be sort of that, you know, really heavy theoretical um, building blocks that if you're going to go on to study a four-year uh, degree in economics, you need. But like an economics uh, course for, you know, a nursing student or an engineering student or, a, uh, you know, a, a finance student. How does the economy actually work? What's the role of the Bank of Canada? What are the role of government's fiscal policy? Those kinds of really meat and potatoes issues. Because, you know, I listen to people, I listen to people on on AM talk shows here in Alberta, and the callers, you know, and I don't want to be unkind, but it's clear they don't really understand um, the, the e- how the economics of this work. And I think, you know, some some education, getting those tools and understanding into the hands of people, I think that would be helpful. Well, Todd, I can tell you, our callers, they know. <laughs> our, our listeners, come to Saskatchewan. They, they'll be able to help you out with economics. Todd, this has been a great uh, chat today. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Evan. I enjoyed it. Todd Hirsch, columnist for the Globe and Mail, writes incredible articles. If you get a chance, uh, you're reading through the Globe and Mail. If you see Todd Hirsch, uh, make sure you check it out. He does a great job. Economist, author, public speaker, and helping us today understanding economics and maybe what we're getting presented daily in the news and be being told by politicians doesn't always lend itself truly to economics. You're listening to 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Good morning and thanks so much for joining me. I'm Evan Bray. It's been four days since that tragic house fire in Davidson that we've been following that took the lives of a couple and their three grandchildren. Kristen Clausen, Christine Clausen is uh, the mother of the children, daughter of the uh, couple that died in the fire. And uh, the son of the couple has been speaking out as well after this devastating incident, reminding everyone the importance of ensuring that smoke alarms and carbon monoxide detectors are installed and working in houses. Uh, Just a tragic thing. I checked the GoFundMe again this morning. Remember, their budget or their target is $50,000. This morning, they're at 49200 just before the show started. So they are almost there. And again, just another example of Saskatchewan uh, really stepping up to help not just this family, but a community, Davidson, which is uh, still reeling after this tragedy had unfolded.
Well, coming up just after 10 o'clock every Friday, we give you a chance to call in with Bugs and Hugs. It's your opportunity to to talk about whatever is on your mind as we head into the weekend. It's that same number, one 332 8255 It's Bugs and Hugs coming up next on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.